Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Next week in Alabama's general election on November 8th, Alabama voters will be faced with a ballot full of decisions about the state's future leadership and its constitution. Secretary of State John Merrill joins In Focus by Skype today to examine the proposed amendments on that ballot. Alabama Secretary of State John Merrill, thank you so much for joining us again this month by Skype. I'm so excited to be back with you, Carolyn. I'm very appreciative of the work you do for the listeners in this area. Secretary Merrill, we are looking more closely at the ballot on November the 8th for the general election. There are a lot of amendments on this ballot. Where did all of this constitutional reform start? Well, I think one of the things that has to be remembered, Carolyn, is that there can be amendments that will be on the ballot from the 2020 one regular session, as well as the 2022 regular session of the Alabama legislature, because unless expressly written in the law, those amendments will be on the next general election ballot. So many of those have been assigned at the state level and some at the local level to be considered by the voters on November the 8th. We actually have a total of 11 constitutional amendments 10 that are statewide amendments, and one is a proposed constitution of Alabama for 2022. I recall since about the year 2000, interviewing members of the Alabama Citizens for Constitutional Reform. That is a yeoman's effort to reform the Alabama Constitution, because isn't it the longest in the world? It is, Carolyn, and there's no doubt that it needs some attention. And fortunately, the legislature has chosen to give it that attention this session. And because they're giving it that attention, the people are going to have their voice heard on this matter. Let's look at Amendment 1. What does that do? Well, Amendment 1 is known as Anaya's Law. And if it is approved, it will provide that any individual who's charged with a crime is guaranteed a reasonable bail prior to conviction, unless that individual is charged with certain violent offenses like capital murder, kidnapping in the first degree, rape in the first degree, etc. Amendment two has to do with expanding broadband. Can you explain more? Oh, yes, ma'am. And if approved, this will authorize Alabama, any one of our 67 counties, or any one of our 463 municipalities to grant federal award funds or any other sources of funding designated for broadband by the state law to public or private entities for expanding broadband infrastructure. Amendment 3 deals with resources notification of a victim's family prior to the governor commuting a death sentence. This requires that the governor provide notice to the attorney general and the victim's family prior to granting a reprieve or commutation to a person sentenced to death 
and to avoid the reprieve or commutation if the governor fails to provide such notice. Amendment 4 has to do with a legislative bill related to the conduct of general elections. Tell me about that and and where there have been problems in the past. This is very important because this will provide that the implementation date for any legislative bill passed in a calendar year in which a general election is to be held and related to the conduct of the general election has to be completed at least six months before the general election. This way, you could not slip something in on the people right prior to the general election that might escape them because they have not had time to study the issue. Amendment 5 deletes a provision giving the probate court jurisdiction over an orphan's business. This is a bit unusual. Yes, ma'am, it is, but it's done so to make sure that the individuals that are responsible for making these decisions are properly trained in the law, and those circuit judges that will now be responsible for that are people who have been on the bench and who have the legal training necessary to make an informed decision. Amendment 6 deals with ad valorem taxes. Can you explain that one? Oh, yes, ma'am. If this is approved, it will allow municipalities to levy and collect ad valorem taxes for the purpose of paying bonds and the interest, as well as levy and collect these taxes for capital improvements on a pay-as-you-go basis throughout the state. Amendment 7 deals with economic and industrial development. What do you know about that one? This is very important because it specifies that local governments may exercise the authority granted by a previous amendment, which was 772, to provide for economic and industrial development. This permits the notice for those 772 projects and ratifies the actions and agreements done under Amendment 772. And Secretary Merrill, finally, Amendments 8, 9, and 10 seem to be affecting certain counties. You are correct. And even though they have to be voted on statewide, they are only impacting certain counties. And that is the way that our Constitution is written. If someone objects in the chamber, then the vote goes statewide as opposed to just going for that particular county. So the first one, Amendment 8, is in Shelby County that will bring privately owned sewer systems that use public right-of-ways on public roads under the jurisdiction of the Public Service Commission. In Amendment 9, very, very similar, Jefferson County and Tuscaloosa County will have to bring privately owned sewer systems that use public right-of-ways and roads in the city limits of Lakeview under the jurisdiction of the Public Service Commission. And then statewide Amendment 10 allows the code commissioner to renumber and rearrange constitutional amendments ratified before or on the same day of this constitutional option, which is November the 8th, and transfer those existing annotations to the correct location within the newly ratified 2022 Constitution if it's passed by the people. And that last amendment, Carolyn, is the most important one that's on the ballot, and that is the proposed Constitution of Alabama for 2022. This Constitution will rearrange the Constitution where similar subjects are together. It removes racist language throughout the document. 
It deletes repeated or repealed language, replaces all amendments which deal with economic development in one area together, and arranges for local amendments by county. That way they're more easily found and well understood. Do you have any parting thoughts to share with the listeners about the importance of this election? Well, Carolyn, as you know, many times politicians will say this is the most important election in our lifetime. But this is certainly one of the most important elections in the history of the state because we're dealing with a potential constitutional revision and this opportunity for us to correct some things that should have been addressed many, many years ago is with us once more, and we should take advantage of it. Well, I think it's great that we have so many more registered voters, and that, of course, has reflected a lot of effort on the part of you and your staff and the people in the different counties who were handling these registrations. Carolyn, you're so kind to give this kind of attention to this matter so people can be more informed and make better decisions about the future of our state. Well, thank you for joining us today, sir, by Skype. Thank you, Carolyn. Always enjoy it. Joining us by Skype was Alabama Secretary of State John Merrill, taking a closer look at the ballot for the November 8th general election. More information about the ballot and the amendments can be found at the alabamavotes.gov website. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is now a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.